Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Welcome back. It is the GBAC Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. It's time now for the Expressway where we take you <clears throat> commercial-free to the top. LA Live's coming up in about 15 minutes. Segment is brought to you by Soda. That's state-of-the-art. And it's brought to you by the on-time experts. Man, we've had some great conversations today about the Cowboys and where they go from here. And uh, I think there's so many, a couple of interesting names out there. And if you're Jerry Jones right now, it's like, man, should I should I risk it all and go for one of these guys? Or should I stay with what I got that's won 12 games, three seasons in a row? So, um I don't think he can go wrong either way. We'll talk a little bit more about that coming up in about five, ten minutes. But we have some Deion Sanders audio. Salute to the boss. Uh, pulled this off of the uh, the podcast there with his former Cincinnati Reds uh, teammate, uh, Brett Boone. Uh, he was, they were you know together in, in Cincinnati. And uh, Brett was like, man, why don't you come on by the podcast? We'll talk some football. Deion was like, yeah, let's do this. So... Uh, first cut here, talking about the Cowboys' loss, Deion Sanders' uh, audio reaction uh, to uh, the Cowboys losing to the Packers. Here we go. Going to the Dallas Cowboys, I feel bad because I feel like Jerry Jones is the best owner to ever own a franchise. What he does for the players, what he puts into the, the fan base and how he injects life into every situation and, and gives that team and that city hope. Don't every year you feel like the Cowboys are supposed to win it because that's what Jerry every every year yeah, every year that's how good Jerry is. So just having them uh, falter once again that's tough. But I like to sit back with my popcorn and, and see how it plays out. Like okay, now who's who's gonna get fired? Who's gonna move? Uh, what personnel on the field? Because I can't blame that on the coaches. The players did that. They always want to blame coaches, man. And and see, I'm thinking from a player's perspective. Right. That's players. See, now when you're a coach, you start thinking, shoot, now I'll take that responsibility. As a coach, we take that responsibility, but as a player, no, man, can't blame you, coach. Going to the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, so, you know, best owner in sports, you see, you hear Dion's um, appreciation for what he does for the players injecting life into it I think those are very important pieces to what Jerry Jones does I think he can still do both of those things without undermining the head coach you know that that's that's what I would like D, uh, 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 Jerry Jones to get through his head is like okay the critics maybe they ha- they make some good points here listening to this but also the value that he brings nobody in their right mind would want Jerry Jones I believe the greatest promoter in the history of sport yeah to not have an active role in being a daily face, you know, yeah. I, 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 I th- it should be easy for him. But the thing is, is he's got to go home at night and know in his head that he's making important football decisions. You know, 
if Jerry Jones had played at Arkansas, won the national championship, then committed himself to being a football man for the next 20 years, he probably would have learned enough in those 20 years after working in great organizations under coaching staffs around Hall of Famers. He would have soaked in enough knowledge to be able to attack something like that, but he didn't because he's a businessman. And he went and got his mind full of business ideas that cloud his football judgment on a daily basis around this organization. And that's, you know, that's the thing that I don't know how you hide from that. Like, how do you convince yourself I'm a football genius when you spent 20 years as a wildcatter? You know, that's, you know, more ridiculous than Deion Sanders trying to be a superintendent of a school district after committing his life to football. You know, it just it it doesn't work out now. He's had a lot of success. And again, I don't want him taken away from the organization. No. I want I want Jerry Jones in his last chapter of life to understand with clarity and self-awareness the things I'm doing <clears throat> that greatly benefit this organization and the things that are a detraction. I think he's clearly smart enough to realize those things. He's being stubborn on this, just as he was with Jimmy Johnson. Now, broke three from the Jimmy Johnson uh, toxicity. Why not this one? Yeah, I think the thing that that Jerry, it was interesting because I think Mike wanted it things to be buttoned up when he first got here. There was a time where where Jerry and even Steven weren't even they, they were like, well let Mike handle that. Well Mike yeah, Mike will tell you that. Mike, you know, there was there was a time where Jerry was trying to not be Jerry Jones he's been the last thirty years. Hmm. You know, he's he was trying but he he really can't help himself that way. You know, he he wants to make sure that you know, Jerry, I think Jerry really does appreciate media and the jobs that they do every day. Coaches are the complete opposite. Coaches want nothing to do with the media. They don't even want to talk. Mm-hmm. You see what Belichick and others and even Harbaugh you see the interviews with Harbaugh. Saw they, the frustration from Tomlin last night. And they're asking him questions about uh, you know, him being uh, you know, away from the game and all that. He's like, hey, great opportunity. Nobody has it better than us. You know, that's that kind of that coaches want nothing to do with the media. So when you have an owner or a general manager that wants to, he wants to make sure, and it's not just keeping his team in the news because he could go away and not, and not talk. No, for but much. he's carefully crafting it like a marketing message. Yeah, you know, but, there's subliminal messages coming sure. through in marketing, and Jerry is the master at crafting those on the no, fly. He absolutely and that, is. And so, if you work for him, you have to understand as a coach, yeah, that that it's going to be this way. It is because he yeah. did. He honestly tried when McCarthy first started not to be out in the forefront as much as he was. And then it was he couldn't help himself. Well, he's very media savvy. You know, yes. he's been a, a essentially an executive with the NFL Network. He studies all this stuff. Um, you know, he's and he's a broadcast talent in in some ways. Twice a week during Tex, the season, right here Tex on the Shram, show. Tex Schramm before Jerry was a media guy, was a PR guy with the Rams. Hmm. And what did he used to do? He used to bring booze out there in California to have the five o'clock club. Yeah. We're like, hey, come get drunk with me. And we'll tell stories about what's going on with the team. Yeah. Well, this is the print media and stuff. So tech, this the, the Cowboys have a history of helping media, yeah. of helping them do their job. That's how you become America's team. Yeah. And but the, the coaches, do they put up with it and stuff like that? No, because coaches hate media. 
Yeah. They hate it until they need a job and now they're in it. Mm-hmm. And in Jerry's mind, like being in the media so much and breaking news and being in charge, that gives him the credibility and the juice, you know, to sort of craft the message. He and can be control in, and, yeah. the message. Yes. But, it, it, you know, so in his mind, he can't walk away or give somebody that doesn't appreciate the media's ability to put your message on an echo chamber. Right. I can't I can't trust you. You're too boring with it. You don't like this. Yeah. You know, and he'll tell everybody that works for the organization. If you want to have this giant pie, you need to court attention at all costs. And that's what I'm doing for us. Look what McCarthy does, how he handles it, how he handles his media availability. It's got to the point where every like he does a call in Mm -hmm. on Monday. He does another call in on Friday, you know, player availability or when Mike talks is different. You know, you've got a new PR director over there that's kind of like, you know, trying to get his, uh, you know, get his influence in all these, you know, he's like, well, why are we saying this? Why are we doing that? You know, this thing's been run a long, a long time, you know, and it's a media driven thing. Uh, uh, Jerry Jones, he wants it. He wants us all to go to Oxnard. He wants us to have access to his team. Yeah. This coach doesn't. This yeah. coach doesn't want to talk about well, his We're team. free advertising. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And he's awesome to listen to talk to. Yeah. I mean, it's it's no wonder you get in front of Jerry. I yeah. mean, yeah, he'll put you in a trance. They do he, national, he's an incredible person to sit and have a conversation with. They do national broadcasts with this. National okay. broadcasts talking about things he says. Okay, I, I feel like any one of these cuts could hold a 20 or 30-minute conversation. Let's see if we can get a little bit more Dion in here uh, on wanting or not wanting an NFL job. Here's primetime. Jackson, now Boulder. NFL one day is that in your is that in your future? That's not my cards. No, that's, that's, that would be tough for me to fathom. Uh, grown men making millions of dollars that don't want to play. You know how we felt about some guys yes. didn't yeah. want to play baseball. Like you want to take the day off? Why? Why? That, you get compensated to play baseball. Why you need a day off? I right. can never get over that with teammates. Like you got to be in there every day, all the time. And you was you was known as that gritty dude that did. Love to play the game, man, and I and I appreciated that about you. Yeah, you know that, that one's weird to me. You know, um, I just I don't understand like as a coach why it'd be such a problem to deal with guys that are making lots of money to play the game. I would say as a coach dealing with guys in their twenties, if you deal with enough of them, it's going to be your job to help them appreciate the opportunity and not just play for the money. It's just a different kind of challenge, I guess. You know. I would consider it easier, much easier, to coach guys in, in college. But still, even them, they're starting to get a lot of money. Yeah. Like, you hear some of the stories out of Texas A&M and different yeah. universities yeah. that things aren't going well, and their NIL players are kind of having that same dynamic, but they're even younger we lost, and less responsible. We lost Nick Saban, one of the greatest to ever do this because of NIL money and stuff like that. He didn't want to deal with it anymore. He didn't want to deal with the coaching, uh, the commitment and all that, and he, he recruiting players, one of the greatest coaches ever, but he didn't want to deal with having the, 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 the that that whole dynamic of losing players, you know. And and he, and you know he lost some players, the transfer portal, all that. He he can wrap his hands around that. He really really couldn't. And he, it's better for him to get out and like I I you know that that stuff makes you tired. You know you have to you have to make sure. And these I think these players personally, I, I'm glad they're getting paid. I think it's only going to get worse for them, though, when they get to the NFL because they've already been paid such a – and now they expect it. And then you also learn that, well, if I don't play, it's that's no big deal. 
You know, what are they going to do, get rid of me? I mean, you're talking about though a, a, a rather large group of individuals that have risen to the top. You know, they're, yeah. they're achievers, they're disciplined, they practiced. Yeah. You know, they, they have gone 22 years, you know, committing themselves and, and living in a life that's brought them to this point. I don't, I don't think it's much different than, than what it is already. And for me, if I'm a coach in this situation that has enriched me to such an extent, I would be ashamed to say anything negative about a process that's finally started to pay the players. I, I would be quiet and I would silently bear whatever sort of burden had been brought to me. Yeah. And I definitely would not say paying the players made me retire after making $10 million a year yeah. off the labor of those players. No, that, that's a tough one for he, me. He, that's, that's, that's why we lost him, though. He, he's having These coaches not only are having to recruit these kids, but they're having to recruit to keep them. Yeah, it's the portal. I think that also has a massive impact in this because you're right. Like I'm, I'm with you in terms of paying the players, but now great you've, thing. Now you've got a situation where yeah. okay, I got a guy. I've had him for two years, and something happens, and he decides, you know what? Let me transfer to Texas. It's like, well, damn. You know that that's another layer to this conversation that for, for Saban he didn't have to deal with. Not only NIL, but now it's a transfer portal as well. Now that can also benefit him certainly. Yeah. But it can also hurt. No, I, I think I think I'd celebrate that. You know, like this university isn't working out great for him. I love that we have a system where he can go somewhere and start because you only get to be this age for four or five years or maybe if yeah. you're lucky six or seven years if you play during a COVID era. You got these guys playing seven you, years. You, you, you need to go to the university that makes the right sense for you in every way. You know, it should be about the player and not the coach. Will Rogers, that kid we were just talking about. He goes, he leaves Mississippi State, he goes to Washington, his coach leaves. What he does, he jumps right back in the portal again, you know? So, how many times you can let him do it? As many times as he wants to. Fair yeah. enough. And if he's a good enough player, there will be demand for him. Unless the university wants to sign him to a collective bargaining agreement. That's where we need to go. Yeah. yeah. There needs yeah. to be. I think it's trending that way. There need to be one, two, three-year contracts is what there needs to be. Yeah. They're, they're, they, and, and you know what? If you sign the one, two, three-year contract, for the number of years you stay, you get more money. You know, if you want to sign a one-year deal, you get less money. You know, sign two years, you get a little bit more. But your commitment to the university and the commitment to the contract allows you to get more money. You know, but if you're only going to be here for one year, I'll pay you for one year. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think definitely like some sort of a negotiation should be taking place. You know, if the university wants control of, of the player, then I think they should compensate. But right now... They, they want to control the player and not give them any money. And what they found here with the NIL system is other people are paying them, so it's still not our employee. We still have no contract. Yeah. And they have you know a, allowed this situation, I, I think, to become a problem. And now, finally, <clears throat> I think through the power of the Internet or whatever it might be, the kids got finally some sort of uh, uh, congressional backing you know, seven or eight years ago. And somebody finally had the stones to stand up and say, hey, this is actually illegal to be not paying these guys who yeah. are providing you a billion-dollar uh, industry. It's time now for LA Live. Into the Pimp Cup we go. Here's Lucius so Alexander. So, O'Bannon brothers right there, the pioneers. The O'Bannons right? right there. Yeah. You know them. what I mean? Yep. Uh, are the schools paying these kids, or are they just able to get money without the schools, like, intervening too much? It's the boosters. The boosters. And the, and the, the boosters' the, businesses. They call it the collective. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Jersey sales and stuff like that? Concessions? What are, what are we doing? What are we talking about here? Eh? The, the, now, yeah. now, the jersey sales are different, I believe. 
jersey sales, but not the concessions and things like that. Okay. But I think that the, the the jersey sales are part of, yes. Okay. I they're getting cut in on that, too? I think they're getting cuts on that, yes. Didn't I see like a game, a video game was like, we'll give players $300 or something like that to use their likeness? Yeah. Maybe 500 yeah. 500 <laughs> Caleb Williams, who makes like millions, is like, yeah. I'm good, player. I'm good here. I'm going to need some equity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Basic said the other day you get like five bucks to get on a baseball card. Yeah, Dang. he did say that. Yeah. Heck, you could do it for me for free. You know, I'd just be badass to be in a video game. <laughs> Would you have something on the bottom of your bat, like F face, like on the bottom? Like that? <laughs> I'll try. Oh, Billy Ripkin. <laughs> oh, Billy Ripkin. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.